Hello and well, welcome back to the Foxy Property Chat podcast. Uh, today, guys, let's just jump straight on in. I just want to hear a general chit-chat around how things are going with the market, with the business, what's top of mind, what are some of the challenges you've been facing recently? Just Let's just have a bit of a chat. Why don't you go first, Lee? Uh, sure. So for the first time, I would say in about two years, um, I've seen school holidays affect the amount of properties coming to the market. So... Um, a couple of years ago, we would always consider that you don't really want to have your home um, listed to the market in the week uh, following uh, uh, preceding school holidays. You definitely don't want to have your first open home uh, happening in the first week of school holidays, and you don't want to have it on a public holiday long weekend, which we have coming up as well. So uh, you also don't want to have an auction scheduled for those days. So um, that sort of went out the window when we were gangbusters market, uh, slowed down, and we're definitely being impacted by it. We've seen a lot of thought process about the timing of coming to market. So um, we've had a quieter two weeks and mm. sort of starting to pick back up again next week. And yep. I imagine the week after that, we'll be clear of that public holiday and we'll be back busy, busy again. So mm. we've had a couple, <clears throat> Jake and I went to a conference last week. You had some training as well. Sort of, they're all centralized on leadership, leadership. and running teams and stuff. Mm. Yep. Any changes in that, in the way of thinking, do you think? You picked up much from we've, the last couple of weeks? Yeah. yeah, there's still some stuff we, we've kind of been chatting about and things that we're going to, I guess, get a bit more um, clarity on. Or like, yeah. um, but I guess one of the things that I'm kind of focusing on is around our training and our um, yeah, progression of the team. So we're, we've talked about it before that we've grown quite quickly. We've got a lot, you know, half of our team have been here for less than 12 months. Um, and with that, you know, comes some inexperience and we've... Done, you know, the, the guys have come a long way, and we've done a, a we. I say we, but it really the team have done a good job of bringing those new people up to speed quite quickly. Um, but one of the takeaways from the you know the different conference and some other things that we've been listening to and reading um, have kind of reminded us that we're probably at a stage of our business that we need to be a bit more deliberate and maybe a bit more structured to how we you know do the training and the um, progression through our team for those that you know show it um, based on merits. So, yeah. yeah. No, I think that being deliberate and intentional in pretty much every uh, process and structure that we have in our business is something that we've really come to appreciate more so, I'd say, mm -hmm. after we've um, been at these conferences of late. Coming up with ideas sort of like what's our ideal week, what's the ideal week for our PA, trying to keep... Um, that structure of keeping people accountable, but giving them a vision and something to be able, a tangible goal for them to work towards, having um, things broken down into steps for everybody, just making it so it's not just uh, something off the cuff and yeah. written down and intentional. Yeah. I it was pretty, it is interesting to think that, um, like you said, half the team have been here less than 12 months and probably more than half of that have been here less than six months. Mm. And they're coming in with fresh eyes. They don't know what's been here before, how things were yep. done. So you got to think we had two new starters, uh, Connie and Haley, this week in the Styles team. And like everything's brand new to them. So the, yeah. that training we just had an hour or two hours ago was the first ever training they've ever seen. So this is all brand new. Even Hayley walked up the stairs today and she, she got here earlier than I think all the other staffs. And she said, what am I supposed to do in the morning? Like, what am I, am I supposed to be doing? Am I in the right place? Like, yeah. it, it, it is like, and on her day, she on her first day, she was here early and I, I just, she came upstairs and we just, I, you know, chatted with her for a good 20 minutes because she, she misjudged just, the traffic she came from yeah. south and there's no traffic coming yeah. here from where she's coming from but so it, it's just it is you got to put yourself in other people's shoes yeah and, and it's all new mm -hmm. to them so um i mean that's the challenge you guys face but it's it's a pretty fun challenge yeah, yeah. we enjoy it yeah it's cool good. Yep. well hopefully we see um another couple busy weeks going forward let's get into q a so kate elise interiors 
Uh, so when you have clients renew their staging, we have touched on this before, but uh, renew their staging for an additional month, do you charge them less than the, the initial rental costs for furniture only? Or is it like, how, how, I suppose, how do you charge for extensions if, they, if, if the property is not selling after that eight-week term? Yeah. yeah. I think the, the answer for us has kind of, like it started as when we were hiring furniture, we kind of went off what the, the third-party hiring company that we had to pay them the extension fee, so we based ours on that, essentially, because we didn't want to lose money with extensions. Um, I think we're at the point where and it's... And they, they would, um, just to say what they would do, they would literally just divide it by the number of weeks, yeah. and it was just a, it was an identical weekly charge Yeah, so they didn't reduce the it for the charge. fact that there was no delivery or no. any of that. It was just purely you know, how many extra weeks to, and, and do it that way. So we started with that, like I said, to cover our costs. Um, since... Then, obviously, we own our, our own stock now. We have reduced it, um, but we we offer, we offer kind of give two options, right? So we have a, um, if you just want to do week by week, there's mm -hmm. a charge. If you'd like to go for something a bit longer, like if you want the full month, we do a pay for three weeks, get the fourth free. So the purpose is to, you know, if you're going to lock it in for that time, we can give a discounted rate. As a business, um, that forecasting with having it actually definitely coming back in four weeks is a lot more helpful than, oh, are we here this week? Oh, no, do I maybe need to schedule it next week? Oh, the truck's booked out next week. That sort of mentality. Yeah, and having to check in every week. Like it's, if you're yeah. going to keep it there, that's fine. We can give you a discount and we don't need to talk again for another two or three weeks. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it is a discounted rate um, than, like I said, than what we, than just a simple divide by, divide, yeah. by the weeks, yeah, to acknowledge the fact that we're not delivering again. Yeah. Okay, thank you for the uh, question, Kate Elise Interiors. This question is from Michelle Meacham. Uh, where do you get your beautiful throws from? I live in New South Wales and cannot find a throw for a king-size bed. I believe you did answer this, but can we answer it on Yeah, the sure. So, well? um, uh, throw rugs are from a huge range of suppliers. My favourite would be um, Pillow Talk, Adairs, ED Lifestyle. They both have a retail as well as a wholesale account. Um, Paloma Living have some great ones. Recently, we've got Madras Link and Madras Link, the Ivory Trade range, the Ivory Link range. Um, always on the lookout for more and more. Uh, suppliers. I, I like good quality throw rugs that feel nice and um, robust because they don't fade and they don't go all bally. And once they go bally, I just, I can't use them anymore. Yep. So King throw rugs in particular, um, the Bondi uh, extra large range from Pillow Talk, absolutely fantastic. Comes in navy blue and white. Um, it's a fantastic size. All of the ones from Paloma Living are all really great sized. Generally, it's those knitted ones that can fit across a full um, king bed. The the linen ones, as well as the the cashmere ones, they don't have the size to them to be able to fit across the full king bed. So yeah, Paloma Living and the Bondi um, one from Pillow Talk, my favourites. Perfect. Nestled Interiors asks, how do you ensure agents know how to sell your services, as opposed to their clients? So how do they, how do you know that? Uh, yeah. It's a good that's yeah. a good question that you're probably going to have a good answer for. It's one of those things where. You might have a. Um, I'm not going to give the answer. I was going to say, so you answer it. No, I'm not going to give the answer here, but I guess my kind of thought on it before you answer from your point of view is as a business, you'll be going out, as a business owner, you'll be doing consults and you'll have your chance to sell, I guess, yourself and your services, um, but often you won't, or the agent will do it on your behalf, or they'll do it before you even get there, and that can have a real impact on the outcome of our yeah. conversation. So part of the. Um, I guess the way that we've tried to do it and every agent wants to be involved in a different way but in an ideal scenario you always prefer Fabian correct me if I'm wrong where the agent um, knows how to talk about it in a certain way that leads you into having your own conversation yep 
Um, but I guess you can talk to how you actually approach that with the agents. Yeah, some agents are really, really fantastic at being able to describe the entire process of styling. Some agents, it's non-negotiable. You have to go through the process of styling to in order to get your property to the market with them. Um, and other agents, they are concerned about talking about styling uh, because then they may lose the listing because they're suggesting you spend more money. So all of those different agents have different ways to have those conversations with them as far as a business perspective goes. For us, the best process that I have found um, and the one that I have a discussion with all agents uh, for a process for us will be, I would love for you to talk about us at your pre-list, at the, the, um, the appraisal when they go in before they've had a Form 6 signed. So they are giving away their secrets before they've had a Form 6 signed um, because what that allows that to happen is forming that relationship of trust. So we get we get referred at that point. We are then used as a stepping stone. So we will go in after their appraisal. We'll go in, I'll get a phone call the next day. I'll go in that afternoon or the day after. We then have a chat with a client. We won't book in our styling until the agent has booked in their uh, photography. So we are hold it, pushing that timeline along. The, the entire process is allowing that relationship to build. And just Over to time, clarify though, when you're talking about you would like them in the appraisal to, to mention us. Yep. Um, so yeah. Be specific about yeah. what, like, how do you want them to mention us? Because yeah. you don't want them to sell us. No, no, no. Such, right? So over time though, what that allows us to do is that agent learns our process, we learn their process. So it becomes a natural part. We go in, look, we've got to get the girls from Foxy in. Phoebe will come and have a bit of a chat to you. She'll run through a couple of things. They might be able to use some of your furniture. They might be able to store some of it for you. She'll definitely bring in some pieces and just really help to make this come together really nicely. They know what they're talking about. Let's get them through. So that is, that, it right? is it's just... Easy. Get the girls in from yep. Foxy. Mm. That's all we need as an introduction. That relationship is formed. It's a trust relationship. Yep. They then text it through to me. They know that at that point we're going to get the, um, the the consult done. The quote will get through. They know that that I can't book it in until I've had the conversation about booking in photography. So I'm pushing their timeline along without them even having to make another phone call. We're part of the team. Being part of their team is how they're going to sell your, pro, your, your services without you even having to worry about it. Yep. Be easy have great communication, be a really good reflection of their brand, and they're going to push you along. Perfect. Uh, Vera Nader, our mate, a.k.a. <laughs> our mate Shane from Beautiful Living. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, on culture, what team habits, oh, I saw this question. phrases, and shared stories have evolved that you are most proud of? I don't know. I'm just uh, trying to think of specifics. <laughs> I should have had to think about this one before. Then. It's a great question, Shane. I guess you never, it's I, So I don't know who it's proud of. So something we have that is a saying in the team, the stylist team, is we have boxy fairies. So boxy fairies look after us uh, when there could have been uh, something forgotten, for example, a lampshade or maybe there's a, th oh, I didn't throw in a throw blanket, but thankfully somebody else did. The boxy fairies look after us. I love the idea that um, the, the way that that makes the entire, the, the stylist, the guys have no, no idea even about this, but... Um, the way that it brings the stylists together and it's like an internal joke, I love the, the morale that that brings. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I'm proud of it because it's basically been generated from stuff-ups, but foxy fairies. Mm. Can I, I... I guess one of the... It's a bit different, but it's um, one of the things that's kind of ingrained in our team and it's something that we have worked hard on, but now it's just something that, you know, the people who have been here longer, it just gets passed on, is just the speed and efficiency focus. 
as a team. Like oh, it's my just, answer was I know, mine's, more well, mine's boring, but it's just the person that came to my mind is that. <laughs> well, no, we've had team. recently had a, um, a, another styling company come up and follow us. We've had heaps of people mm. that reach out, and one of the biggest differences for us, we're talking about in our training session this morning. Um, one of the biggest differences is preparation. Yep. Um, speed and efficiency. And those two things together have allowed us to grow. And I think having the team on board with understanding why those things are so important, but allowing them to have input on making things more efficient and mm -hmm. having them create the processes gives that pride in everybody's work. So and everybody buys into that. 100% they buy into it. They can see the difference when we're able to go and do numerous jobs and then having other people through that are amazed at those things as well really helps to validate that pride. I, I got one from maybe I've got a, a couple steps back from you guys who are a little bit more involved, but seeing some of the team over the years, uh, more recently, sorry, as we've grown, as we've doubled or whatever, step up into those leadership mm. roles and, and they sort of like see themselves as leaders and the way they speak to people, um, the way they carry themselves is, has just changed over the years. Mm -hmm. I mean, particularly the guys who have been here, Cam and, and Russ, I suppose, are the, the prime examples, um, how they went from uh, the first year, I suppose, just as a, as a worker, as an employee, and now they sort of, I think they see themselves as leaders in this business, which they are. They've been here, they've got experiences to share. The way they carry themselves has changed. So I think mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah, And I think absolutely. that's happened not just with them as well, just seeing some of the people who have even been here like three, four, five, six months sort of change from the two months in to, to six months in is pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Confidence, they display and stuff. It's, it's, it's awesome. But it's our empowerment that is so mm. in, incredibly important to give to give the staff to, for them to recognise that they have those skills yeah. and they have something to share and that it's worth that they are worth being able to teach somebody. Absolutely. Which we haven't even gotten that right at all times. No. You know, we still hold on to things or we, you know, the, we've even spoken about that. That's another answer to your question before about the conferences and what we've taken out of it. Like, yeah. um, we're trying to step back from certain things that we thought we had to be involved in, or I am in particular, speaking mm -hmm. about myself, and um, kind of giving the guys an opportunity to step up and take it on. Uh, and so far it's proving you know, successful. They're, they're doing a good job of it and nothing's falling apart. So yeah. it's probably just a good reminder. Sometimes you just have to look Let at what you're doing and go, what can somebody else, what, you know, what could be an opportunity for someone else? As uh, Elsa once famously said, oh, here we go. Elsa. Let, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> <laughs> How did you not know where that was going? <laughs> All right, Michelle Jenis asks, can people buy the furniture off you uh, that you've used in an in-store? Short answer, no. No, you no. Can, you can sure. give the long answer. <laughs> um, yes, two years ago. At the moment, no, because the uh, lead times to replace that furniture is just far too long. We, I can't wait. I've got a freedom order. It's been pushed back another two months. I've been waiting 12 months for four occasional chairs, two coffee tables and two console tables. Like I, We can't, as a styling company, wait that long. Um, we give trade discounts, allow people access the same furniture, and I tell them where it was purchased from. Um, but yeah, we can't unfortunately sell those pieces at the moment. Perfect. Uh, last question, Eleanor Faltsday. Uh, love you. This is going to be a hard one, I think. Love your art. I work in the States. Mm. Um, would love to know good sources for neutral art. I really have. don't have any state-based suppliers I that so. I can yeah. give. I've got plenty of Australian-based suppliers, yeah. but no state-based ones. So I'll, um, yeah, sorry, I don't have any no, helpful I figured that would be the answer. All right, under overrated, let's run through this. Six-hour-old coffee. Does anybody rate that? What are you talking about? 
I, I'm pretty sure I've seen Phoebe drink coffee <laughs> like six true. hours yeah. later. Yeah. I'll make her a cup of tea at night and she waits for it to be There you cold. go, that's why I'm asking uh, the question. I don't, I don't like a hot Well, beverage. I mean, I don't know how to answer that. I don't know, six hours. Underrated fun. because it's, well, that's disgusting. Yeah. But when you put it that way, it's gross. But it's just like a nice coffee. <laughs> Room milk, temperature. Milk solidified on top. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. Uh, photo frames in staging. Underrated, although... Um, it's what yeah. you put in those photo frames because mm. we tell you to depersonalise. Jake, what's your thoughts on that? I don't have a thought on that. <laughs> okay, the new car smell. Uh, I've got children, that's Do long you know long. what? My answer is going to be underrated because even though you might not get excited by it, it goes quickly. You've got to appreciate yeah. it. And especially when you've got kids, it goes even yes, faster. It goes so fast. <laughs> Under, yeah. Surprise public holidays. Oh, as an far employer. Out, as, he has a small <laughs> business owner, far out. I feel sorry for some of the small business owners for that, because, like, you just, anyway, whatever, that's a big conversation. From a, yeah, from a business As an employee, as an employee, as someone who's Overrated. working in a business, yeah. even the boys were like, I say, let's make it every year. I say no. <laughs> yeah, I say no. I can say, and everybody else's answer is underrated, <laughs> yeah. which I understand. Yeah. Um, eating dinner at the dinner table. <laughs> well, for us, overrated, but we've replaced it with, we eat, it sounds weird, we have a, kind of decent sized coffee table and we've just it's become our kind of family the kids tradition. sit on the like here chair so they're still sitting at a dinner table but we yeah, sit at a kids at a, size yeah. dinner table we eat together but we don't <laughs> sit at the dinner table because it's yeah. full of washing <laughs> perfect it's always full of washing well that is it for this week's podcast thanks phoebe oh you're welcome thank you jake you are <laughs> so welcome i was distracted by myself <laughs> <laughs> you can head off to your job now thank you and uh uh send her any questions for next week's episode otherwise we'll catch you then awesome 